Hey, good morning, Monstropolis. It's now 5 after the hour of 6 a.m. in the big monster city. Come on! Let's get pumped! I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot! What can I say? The camera loves me. Charlie, after you, Junior. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Flex Logged It. Tim will be joining us shortly, but uh, regardless, I'm still here, like I've been the past month. Uh, you hope you're not getting sick of me, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Uh, we got a fun panel. We're talking about action comedies. These are movies that make you laugh while there are explosions and gunshots. You know, so all movies with explosions and gunshots. We got a great panel. Uh, we've got Mr. Jack, Horrible Takes Pinchuck. Jack, how are you doing? Oh, not bad at all. Uh, I'm, I am ready, ready to uh, piss a lot of people off with some horrible takes tonight uh, for, well, it's just inevitable at this point whenever I'm on the show. Uh, but no, that is very absolutely good. fair. Uh, then we have Mr. Uh, Brian. Pretty horrible takes, Michael. <laughs> I was going to say, did he take over my title as the, as the worst <laughs> takes in the community? I, I don't know. I don't know. There's there's a power ranking probably, but yeah, Malcolm's still around, so he's still got you know top. That that could be the next week of log hit. It's just people <laughs> with the worst takes in this community. <laughs> and uh, Matt, uh, Mister uh, OK takes Quaylar. I would I would have settled for boring takes, but hey. <laughs> See, I don't think they're boring. They're just, like completely like fine take. That is fair. Okay. Well, we'll get into the show. First, starting us off, your favorite movie you love this week. We all watch the movies. They're, they're there. So, uh, Jack, we'll start you off. What's your favorite movie you love this week? Oh, well, Earl, Well, this was a, another slow week for me movie-wise, but I did see one. Uh, this is a first-time watch for me while I was watching some Hitchcocks like I was talking about last week, but this one, it was Spellbound, which I watched pretty much either right after or like the day after logged it. Uh, Spellbound from 1945. I don't want to say too, too much on this movie because uh, I went into it completely blind and it blew me away. Uh, I think Ingrid Bergman is fantastic in it. You got a great uh, early performance uh, from Gregory Peck. I don't know how early. Uh, it is for him. I don't know how long he was acting before this, but 1945, so pretty early. Early, -ish. like he it, was on the scene at the time, but like this is one of his earlier starring roles, I would say. Fair enough. Oh, and this was pretty early. This was only his fourth movie. Oh wow, yeah, no, so early uh, Gregory Peck, and uh, yeah, no, uh, great performances all around, but like n none better than Ingrid Bergman, and the the mystery uh, throughout the the. The film is just so captivating. It's just a, it's a great watch. In contention to be uh, my favorite, or my favorite Hitchcock movie, which oh wow, in contention. I have to re rewatch Rear Window and a couple others first. But that's it, fair. I actually have not seen Spellbound. Uh, I've heard good things. I know this is one of Hitchcock's uh, more beloved films. I just haven't gotten around to it. Brian, have you seen Spellbound? 
I don't think I have. There's a, there's a bunch of, of Hitchcock, like I watched back before I had Letterboxd and stuff, and I don't even remember which ones I have and have not watched for sure. But if I did, I don't really remember it. So That's fair, Matt. I don't think I've seen this one. I'm kind of waiting for like the 100-year anniversary, and I'm just going to jump in on all these ones. It's coming up here soon. That's fair. Uh, so uh, now we'll go to my favorite movie I logged this week. Uh, unlike last week, actually pretty good week for movies. I have a couple of good ones in there. But I'll shout out one that I have not heard a whole lot of people talk about and was just so up my alley. I'm going with Clock Watchers. Uh, this is a movie from the late 90s starring Tony Collette, uh, Parker Posey, and Lisa Kudrow. And I loved it. Uh, I, I love those three actresses. So, like, this is basically, like, this is a movie about temp workers, and it's basically just their series of unfortunate events. There's kind of a story that unfolds, but it's mainly just a hangout movie between these three actresses and shows them working uh, at this company where they're temp workers. And it's it's not a super plot-heavy movie, uh, but I really dig it. It's a, it's a fun comedy Tony Collette and Parker Posey work off each other so well. Uh, and Tony, I think Tony Collette's great in this. Um, so I love Parker Posey just about anything. Uh, so yeah, uh, Clock Watchers. Jack, I'm going to guess you have not seen this. Oh, do you one better? I haven't heard of it until today, but I'm interested in seeing it now. So yeah. That's fair. Matt? I originally thought you said Clock Stoppers, and I was going to get on board with that. But yeah, I, I don't think I've heard of this one either. Clock Stoppers is great. Uh, you know, fantastic pop punk soundtrack. Uh, great top, the best Nickelodeon movie, probably. Brian, um, I did see this back in like 1997 when it came out, but I honestly don't remember much about it. I kind of forgot it existed until you mentioned it, and I'm going to put it back in my watch list. That is fair. Uh, yeah, go check out Clock Watchers, everybody. I really enjoyed it. Uh, now we will go to Matt. Matt, what is your favorite movie you watched this week? Uh, so the favorite one I saw this week was actually in the theaters. I went and saw X, the new uh, A24 horror film from uh, Ty West. I really enjoyed it. had a good time with it. Pretty much kind of like a uh, pretty much a group of filmmakers set out to go make an adult film in the 1970s. And it ends up turning into a horror movie about halfway through. So it was really interesting. I really liked the characters really kept me invested for like the first half until the kills started coming. And they really had some really well shot kills and creative stuff. I think this might be maybe a Ty West most commercial horror film today. I know he's done some other ones before, kind of a little bit slower, quieter horror films. So it's just we're gonna be really interested to see what he does next. Uh, I have not seen X. Uh, I've been told this is not a Boltman movie. <laughs> Um, and based on, I didn't know what the plot was, and now that I've heard the uh, plot, that that assessment seems accurate. The best uh, way to describe it is a uh, Boogie Nights meets a uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I like one of those movies, <laughs> and it's not Texas Chainsaw. Uh, Jack, uh, have you seen X? No, but I've seen a lot of people post reviews for it on Letterboxd, and I'm interested in it, but not when I'm in a hurry to see. They're not heroin addicts, so that makes sense. Uh, Brian. No, I'm actually seeing this and the outfit either tomorrow or Thursday, but I have not seen it yet. That's fair. Uh, so, Brian, over to you. 
Um, I've not watched a lot of new stuff this week because I was back in match prep mode. Um, I will say the best rewatch I had this week was uh, X-Men Days Future Past. Um, but as far as first-time watches, uh, it's a little bit of slim pickings. You know what? I'm going to go with uh, uh, HBO Max. I watched an animated film, uh, Mortal Kombat Legends Battle of the Realms. Uh, I know, kind of a weird pick. Um, okay. No, go ahead. But these Mortal Kombat movies, these animated ones they've been doing, uh, there's the first one was, I think, called Scorpion's Revenge. And that was pretty good. You know, it's, it's definitely like a full R-rated kind of animation kind of thing. And which Mortal Kombat, if you really want to, if you're into the games and stuff, and that's what you love about it, you, that's what you really want. You don't want these PG-13 watered-down movies. But um, but the, in this animated, it's kind of done this, what I've been calling an uh, American anime style, kind of like, you know, Invincible and Legend of Vox Machina, some of these kind of things. Where it's kind of an anime style, but it's definitely got an American twist on it. Um, the animation's really good, and they are just able to go so brutal and hardcore with all the, the blood and the violence and everything. It's it's very true to all the characters and the, and the stories of the uh, of the game. Uh, so if you like Mortal Kombat, you'd like that. It's got like a, um, Joel McHale as the voice of Johnny Cage. He's great in that role. Kind of adds some comedy to it. But it's just it's it's bloody. It's graphic. It's hilarious. Um, it's basically what I, I I think I consider it the best Mortal Kombat movie so far, honestly. And I know nobody here is. I don't think has seen it, but I know Tim had seen it, but he's not here now. So <laughs> that is fair. Uh, okay, now, uh, yeah, Matt, have you seen this? No, no, but they, that was a good sell, so I'm interested. <laughs> That's fair. Jack? No. Nope. Mortal Kombat yeah, guy? No. <laughs> I would... only, I've seen one scene from a Mortal Kombat movie, and it's the too bad you will die moment. Ooh. And that's it. <laughs> uh, I was a Street Fighter kid, because Mortal Kombat was too bloody for my mom. <laughs> so... Now, we're grooving right through the show. We're on to your least favorite movie log this week, probably because our favorite movies were ones no one had seen. Really, yeah. <laughs> Which is good, because you get to discover new movies. That's cool. Uh, anyway, uh, Jack, we'll start back with you. Your least favorite movie log this week. I'm sure at least one more person has seen this one. It's uh, I just saw it today, uh, shortly before being on the show, and it's... Uh, Night, uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Uh, yeah, no, uh, like, th this movie isn't bad. Uh, it's two and a half stars for me, but it's probably the most aggressively mediocre horror icons film out there. Like, it, it's not, there's nothing, like, truly terrible about it. But then again, there's nothing really good either. I mean, other than uh, Robert Englund as Fred Krueger, uh, which is always really fun to watch. But and the pool party uh pool party scene but other than that uh not a whole lot to say about this movie it's fine it exists it's not the first one which is incredible and it's not the third or new nightmare so the rest are kind of just absolute garbage but this one's just fine yeah i kind of hate this one i basically agree with everything you said except for this movie is not that bad um, cause I, I don't know. I, this is my least favorite of all the nightmare movies. Um, I'm not a fan of this one whatsoever. Uh, I think this, this one breaks a lot of the rules of the first movie that I'm not a lover of the first movie, but at least the first movie had some clear definition of what can, can happen. And this movie just gets really silly already. 
which usually it's not until like four or five horror sequels get silly, but no, this one gets silly right away. And I'm I'm just not a fan of this one. Uh, I'll save Matt for last because I'm sure he has good thoughts on it. Uh, Brian, you seen this one? Yeah, I kind of agree with you on this one, Baltman, in that if this was its own movie, I would actually probably enjoy it for what it is. I mean, it's it's kind of goofy, it's kind of strange. But it, after the first movie, this one, I think, is before they realized it was going to be a whole franchise. And they just made this movie, which, like you said, just changed all the rules. He's, like, possessing people and all those kind of things that never happened before. And uh, I don't think really ever happened after that either. And so it's just like this, this weird thing where it kind of was the same character and kind of wasn't the same character. And then there's, of course, all the all the undertones the director put in there. There's a whole documentary called Scream Queen from the about the star of it, who kind of goes into that whole thing about it. Um so it's it's this a weird movie and and I would say it's one of the I'd say it's one of the weaker entries in this in the franchise only because like the first one is so good and of course New Nightmare I love and then like three four and five and that kind of area they're bad but they're but they knew they knew what movie they were they were just like leaning into the you know, funny <laughs> aspect of it um, two kind of had an identity crisis and so it's kind of I, I like three. Three's not that bad. Yeah, I know. Three. So three is bad, and I'm I'm, I'm upset. <laughs> what franchise are we speaking about? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Ah, so which one are you shitting on? I, uh, he he. We were crapping on part two, but gotcha. gotcha. So uh, we're, in, we're in the worst right now. Yeah, we're in the worst. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, so, um, oh Matt, you haven't talked about this one yet. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I pretty much agree with everything that's been said. I mean, this is one where the behind the scenes is probably more interesting than the actual movie itself, and it's kind of unfortunate. It's kind of sandwiched between two of the better ones, and the way three is set up, it makes it really skippable. And I usually do skip it when I watch through them again. But I do give it credit for trying some new things. But yeah, it's not great. <laughs> That is fair. Okay, uh, that's everyone for Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Well, Tim, you're here. Talk about Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Yeah, uh, I don't hate it. I mean, it's not good, but I think I, I forget what I was on the other day where I said um, that it, it must have been a fandom match. I just said that like a lot of the movies in this series are bad. Like one in three are the best ones and New Nightmare. New Nightmare a new nightmare but everything else is pretty bad but like i have nostalgia for them so i like them but i'm not gonna try to tell you that it's good because it's not <laughs> okay. all right well tim you're here we'll go we kind of been going right to left to bottom so you're next up what's your least favorite movie you watched this week least favorite uh i'm pulling up my uh letterbox at the moment i actually watched a, a lot of stuff um this week because um i for those of you who haven't heard i'm i'm laid up a little bit right now uh so i've been i've been watching a lot of movies uh just laying in bed and um worst um okay uh, i'm between two um uh this is tough i'm gonna go with yeah, it's got to be that one. I'm going to go with the Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, this is a Disney Plus movie that came out in January. I'm a shill, and I watch everything. Plus, I wanted to see like what Disney would do with Ice Age um, if they were just going to phone it in or not, and they absolutely did. Um, this thing is shit. And again, like 
I don't love the fr- I really like the first Ice Age movie. It came out at a time where like it hit me pretty hard, and then all the sequels I don't really care about. Um, I think the best one's the third one, but like the, all the sequels are pretty rough. Um, but this was just like on a whole nother level of bad. The only original voice actor I think that came back was Simon Pegg as Buck Wild. Uh, so it's just like this guy doing like a terrible Ray Romano impression. There's a Queen Latifah impression, like all the other actors, like uh, John Leguizamo and um, uh, Gwen Stacy's dad, whose name like Dennis Leary, like all of their, none of them are there. So it's all just like people doing impressions of other actors that sound terrible. And then they focus on Crash and Eddie, which are two characters that nobody gives a fuck about in the Ice Age franchise to begin with. So just like, it's not interesting. There's nothing good about this, like in the slightest. So yeah, I, I fucking hated watching this, but I watched it because I was on a roll with like newer straight to uh, streaming movies. And this, I watched a couple bad ones. This was the worst one. This was worse than Cheaper by the Dozen. I'm sorry. Uh, it, it, it was bad. So uh, yeah. If this is actually worse than Cheaper by the Dozen, the new one, uh, I'm terrified but i because i'm terrified of the new cheaper by the dozen um i have not seen this because uh i am an adult uh well i can't even i literally just watched chicken little today i don't that's uh, that's what i'm saying yeah i don't what the heck were you thinking both anyway jack you you an ice age fan Absolutely not. Uh, the third and fourth I liked when I was younger. I always had this weird disdain for the second one. Never watched the first one all that much, but the fifth one was just awful, and I'm not going to watch this one, I don't think. I watched the second one all the time as a kid. Um, just I did as well, but I didn't like it. Fair, Matt. Yeah, I don't have a lot of nostalgia for the Ice Age movies. Uh, I remember there was like a squirrel and an acorn, so I, yeah, I like that squirrel. guy. It was yeah. nowhere to be found in this. What? Movie. Oh, not in the movie. Wait, Rats. what? There's no point in this movie then. Brian, yeah. you're a big Ice Age guy. You seem like um, a big Ice Age fan. No, Ice Age movies I always considered tolerable. Um, you know, I, I, cause I have a kids watch them all the time, things like that. So this one came out, and I hadn't watched it yet, and I had heard. <clears throat> mostly negative things about it but i'm like you know what i'm gonna have my kid watch it he likes all those movies and so i told him go ahead and watch it and let me know what he thought and he said he turned it off halfway through because even he was bored to death with it <laughs> that is fair okay well now we'll go to me my least favorite movie i watched this week well i for in terms of new watches i didn't really have a bad new watch uh but i did have a bad rewatch I watched a little animated film from 2004 called Home on the Range. And yeah, folks, this one is still bad. Well, what do you expect? You build a movie around Roseanne Barr, you get what you pay for? Like, this one is very bad. Uh, The villain sucks. The villain is genuinely, like, awful. Uh, they're maybe the worst, the second worst musical number in all of Disney, I think is in this. Uh, I, I have a bad time with this one. The two things in this movie that are decent 
are Patrick Warburton and Jennifer Tilly. They're the only two people that get a laugh out of me in this movie. Everyone else is terrible. Should be ashamed of themselves. And farms should just be banned from existing. Uh, I'm kidding. We need farms. I'm Iowa. I was going to say, we need those. <laughs> I'm, I'm making jokes, Tim. Uh, Tim, you you brought this curse upon us with fandom. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, so first thing, this movie's terrible. Uh, it, it's absolutely awful. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I have it listed as my worst Disney animated movie. I'd have to go and look, but I'm pretty sure I have it listed as my worst. Um, it's really, really bad. There's nothing. Re- I, I, there's nothing too redeeming about it at all. The animation's really bad. I remember, I remember seeing this in the theater, um, and it came out right before The Incredibles, but it was like post Monsters Inc. and Finding Nemo and everything. And I just remember as a kid, even being like, "The fuck, like what? <laughs> like what?" I'm is- saying that too as a kid. The fuck? Yeah, right. The fuck? <laughs> like in the theater with my parents, like. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Why are you bringing me this shit? Um, yeah, it's it's really bad. But I do want to make a point to mention because I have not been here for three weeks. I have not been able to say my piece about anything in a long time because I've been busy and out of town and falling down flights of stairs. But the other thing is you got to stop blaming fandom. I didn't force you <laughs> to play in fandom. Caleb Boatman out here in his letterbox review for Catwoman saying, fuck fandom, coming on this show and going, fandom sucks. Hey, man. The fandom showrunners do not suck. The you fact that I have to... That I have to suck. But I didn't force you to play in fandom, Caleb Boatman. Do not. Do not blame fandom. If you had to watch some crappy movie for Warzone and said screw Warzone for making me watch this, I would not be offended. I would just, yeah, that's fair. I would, I would more say screw the person. But anyway, Home on the Range sucks. That's, that's fair, because it is more specific. It's not screw. Anyway, I love fandom. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just fucking with you. Anyway. I know. I know. Uh, anyway, Jack. You liked my letterbox review. I think I know your opinions on this. Yeah, um, this is my second least favorite Disney animated movie ever. I hated it when I was a child, and I hate it now. I rewatched it a few months ago for fandom, and I started looking at my uh, little whiskey bottles here and thinking, oh. These are looking very tempting right now. I was, I was, I was ten minutes into the movie. It was. It, it's. There are two levels to that joke, and I don't know if everyone knows the second level. Yeah. <laughs> that joke is significantly darker if you know the second. Does Jack have a drinking problem? With no, exactly. Oh, my liver doesn't belong to me. I can't drink. Anywho, <laughs> anyway, Matt, thoughts on the 2004 classic Home on the Range? Uh, Caleb, I'd like to thank you for your service. If possible, maybe just rewatch it every 10 years and let me know if it gets good, and then I'll give it a watch. That is fair. Uh, Brian? Uh, you know, people ask me and wonder why I've been backing off on trivia involvement and leaving <laughs> certain divisions and things. Um, having to watch shit movies purely for <laughs> trivia is a big factor there. Um, so I'm glad I'm going to do that a lot less, and I don't ever want to see this movie again. <laughs> that is fair. Uh, so now we'll go to Matt. Matt, your least favorite movie you watched this week? 
Uh, I did not really have a chance to watch a whole ton of movies this week, so this is not bad. I'm just going to put it as default. Uh, the Eyes of Tammy Faye. I got to watch that this week. Um, uh, I mean, it's it's the story, of course, the rise and fall of uh, Tammy Faye and Jim Baker, a story I didn't really know a whole lot about going into it. And it's got a couple. It's got a couple of good performances with Jessica Chastain, Andrew Garfield. They're pretty good in it, and I can see why. Uh, the makeup I can see might end up winning some Oscars. We'll see how that goes. But I mean, it just, eh. It, it was interesting, but I, I just I couldn't really get into it too much. That's fair. Uh, this is oh an odd movie because it falls into a lot of biopicy tropes, mm-hmm. but then it also doesn't. And it's it's a very it's a, it's a movie I almost like. It was fine, but I, a weird part of me kind of wants to watch it again because certain things about it have stuck with me. So maybe that means it deserves a second chance for me, or maybe that just means it's a bad movie with good moments. Either way, I kind of want to watch it again just so I can force my dad to watch it because <laughs> he was actually around during that time. Uh, so I, but I'm also worried this movie will give him PTSD. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, Tim, thoughts on Eyes of Tammy Faye? Yeah, I saw this in the theater back in July, August, whenever it came out, and the, the dog is freaking out. Uh, and I thought it was, I, I kind of agree with Matt, I thought it was fine. Like, I think Jessica Chastain is good in the movie. Um, the fact that I'm hearing, like, I, I'm not too involved in, like, the film Twitter stuff because I see Caleb and Caleb on there talking about crazy stuff that I don't understand. And, uh, I, but I'm hearing that she might win. And, like, I don't know, man. She's the current front runner, but this actress race is insane mm. and has basically had five different front runners. I have to run away for a second, but I thought the movie was fine. Andrew Garfield's really good. Jack? Uh, when it was, when it was first coming out, I was like, oh man, I want to see this movie. Andrew Garfield, uh, Jessica Chastain biopic. Like I've heard about like this, but I don't really know anything about it. So, and then I heard the mostly like negative reviews and I was like, "Mm, maybe not. So I just haven't seen it, even though I do still kind of want to. Brian, you've seen this. I have, um, this movie, I, I really wanted to like because i mean it's directed by michael showalter who i always love by the way back going back to the state and then of course then he went on to make films like the big sick and things like that and um so i went into this one thinking this would be good it's got a great cast to it um my problem with it is that it it really has a problem with its tone i think i said in my in my review i was talking about how it, there are times when it tries to be it's like like you said it's like a straightforward like serious biopic with all the usual tropes but then other times especially in the performances of the two leads it's a total caricature. I mean, it's like, it's, it can't decide what kind of movie it wants to be. And they're playing it over the top, which granted Tammy Faye was kind of a caricature of a person to start with, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's a decent movie and the performances I will agree are good. Um, if a little over the top, but it's not everything I hoped it would be. That's fair. Okay. Uh, now we go to Brian, your least favorite movie you watched this week. Um, Please fair to watch this week will be another one that no one has seen. Uh, this is one of those like straight to VOD movies that comes out. This is one called uh, just came out called Asking for It. Uh, this is a movie that's got uh, 
Alexander Shipinick, Vanessa Hudgens, Kiersey Clemens, Ezra Miller, um, a couple other people. But it's it's basically uh, about 2021 uh, movie or 2022. Movie? It's 2021. Um, technically, I think that might have been film festivals or something. It didn't come out. It just came out straight to, to VOD like a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, but it's basically uh, Kiersey Clemens' character. Uh, basically, one night when she's out with a with a friend and they're drinking and stuff, and she gets basically sexually assaulted, date raped, essentially because she's passed out mostly. Um, and she wakes up, but then she befriends Alexander Ship, who brings her into this group of women who are basically like vigilantes, basically trying to you know get back at men who have been you know, sexually assaulting or abusing women, things like this. Um, their main target is this guy played by Ezra Miller, who is the head of this men first movement. Um, the problem is they make him so cartoonishly evil. I mean, this is the guy, he, he leads this, this men first movement, but he's like, you know, oh, women are basically possessions and maybe we should, we should just be able to do with them whatever we please. And it's just like, he plays it so like cartoonishly over the top that you can't even really take it seriously. Um, the messages in this movie are are not subtle in the least bit. It's just, everything is just on the nose, and it's just a movie that could have you know had something to say and could have you know with it with a decent cast could have been a good movie. Just turned out to be a lot of eye rolling. Oh no! And also, you have the 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 sheriff of the town played by uh, Luke Hemsworth. Of all the Hemsworth they could get, there you go. That's all they could afford. That is fair. Uh, no, I haven't seen it, but uh, Alexandra Ship and Vanessa Hudgens did a better movie, I would assume, uh, in 2021. Uh, so go watch that instead, because I like Tick, Tick, Boom. Jack? Yeah, I hadn't heard of this movie, and after hearing about it, I don't want to ever really want to see this movie. Uh, it just doesn't sound... No. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a movie I'd enjoy in the slightest. Sound, it sounds like the the mockbuster version of Promising Young Woman. I was avoiding uh, saying that, but yes, yes, it, it, it does sound like that. But no, it, it, it just does not sound like uh, a good film. So I'm not going to watch it probably. Matt? Well, Brian, after everything you said, it sounds like you kind of were asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm, I'm going to watch it. I, I, I'm not it. Uh, anyway, uh, so now that's everyone for least favorite movies you watch. Now we get to the actual thing of the show: action comedies. These are movies with funnies and booms. Uh, so, uh, Jack, we've been starting with you the whole time. We'll keep that going. Your first pick. Oh. There's, there's quite a few movies that I could pick here, but uh, I'm going to go with one that I saw actually fairly recently. It's uh, with my entire family. It's got, uh, it's an Edgar Wright film. It's Hot Fuzz. This, th this, this movie's just hilarious. Uh, it, you can, like, it is, it, words, come on. This movie's fantastic. It's got some incredible like action uh, moments in this movie, particularly the final fight. It's got just fan like incredible dialogue, uh, some fantastic quotes like "fuck off, grasshopper." Uh, that just makes me die every time. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, no, uh, and Nick Frost is is just truly incredible in this film. Uh, and yeah, no. Honestly, like, just a whole lot of fun. And that, honestly, if I 
if I'm putting on like uh, an action comedy, I just I I just want to have fun with it, and that's what this movie is. It's just pure fun. So, yeah, yeah. This is one of like this is one of those movies that adequately combines the action and the comedy simultaneously, right? Because a lot of action comedies, it's like, okay, here's the action stuff, funny one-liner, and this, the action and the comedy are simultaneous. It is good action that is also very funny, and I think you know, like that final shootout, you're you're like, wow, this is great action, while also being like laughing at the funny moments. Uh, so yeah, no, this movie is brilliant. Uh, this is my favorite of the Cornetto trilogy. I love this one. Uh, Timothy Dalton in this movie. Come on. I'm a killer and I must be stopped. I'm a slasher of prices. Like so much. So funny. I, I love this movie. I love the entire cast in this movie. Uh, specifically the neighborhood watch just being completely populated of like British character actors. So much fun. Uh, Tim, uh, you're back. Thoughts on Hot I am. Uh, I'm assuming this is our first for the actual list. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I actually saw this for the first time late last year. I had never seen it before. I had never seen Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz. I'd seen World's End, but um, I very much enjoyed it. This is my favorite um, film of Edgar Wright's now. Um, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Really funny. The action is just like perfectly well done. And I think this is the best uh, Simon uh, Pegg, Nick Frost combo um, with Edgar Wright. Uh, Paul might be in the running, but it's not an Edgar Wright film. So uh, I'm just saying. But uh, no, I liked this movie a lot. This is an awesome pick. Absolutely. Right. Uh, Matt? Uh, yeah, th this was going to be the first one I mentioned, too. I think it perfectly encapsulates the uh, category. It's just like the perfect blend of uh, comedy and action. And uh, anytime you can reference Point Break and Bad Boys 2 in a film, I'm on board. That is fair. Brian? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I was going to say is I think one of the things I love most about this is the is the subtle and often not so subtle, you know, direct nods to things like Bad Boys 2 and Point Break because – Clearly, the, the Edgar Wright and them had like a love for this kind of over-the-top action movie. And so they were able to like, incorporate that, you kind of spoof it at the same time. Um, it's not my favorite of Edgar Wright's films, but it's it's definitely a great time. Absolutely. Uh, well, him. Well, just, I feel like just as you take a big bite of pasta, I'm sorry. Uh, do you have a second pick or do you want me to circle back around to you? Is this the first pick? Right? Hot yeah. Oh, you said second pick, so I was like, second. I, I thought you meant. I'm like, how long was I gone? Uh, no, second, second pick overall. Yeah. No. Okay. So uh, my first pick. Um, as much as it pains me to do this, I'm gonna do it. Only one film where a bunch of hobbits. Tre no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it pains me to do this because. Uh, I hate the Kingsman with all my heart and soul, but I am picking Kingsman, the secret service uh, that I'm just kidding. I don't hate all the Kingsman, um, but, uh, all of them, but no, uh, you like John Marr and you like, uh, no, you just like John Marr and that's about it. Uh, Jack's okay. Um, so anyway, uh, Kingsman, the secret service, great movie. And I think the, uh, 
this movie just gets better the more I watch it because of how disappointed I am by prequels uh, and the prequel, I guess. Um, I just think the first one was kind of lightning in a bottle. Um, there was something about it when it came out. Nobody was really expecting much from it. I, I At least me, I wasn't. Um, because I remember seeing the trailers and being like, eh, this looks kind of weird. Like, I don't know. It's based off a graphic novel, but like, I don't know. It's coming out in February. Like, this is kind of a dead time. It, it opened up against Fifty Shades of Grey, which was just like this phenomenon at the time. Like, they came out the same weekend and I, I, nobody was going to see it right away. Uh, but I went opening night because I'm a weirdo and I loved it. I thought it was so good. The action's great. I had no idea that Mark Hamill was in it and he was awesome in it. Um, and obviously all the lead cast, this is what I think turned a lot of people on to Taron Edgerton, who is fucking awesome in this movie and continues to be great in so much other stuff that he's done since. Um, especially something like rocket man. And I just think the action is like perfectly well done in this and it knows when to go far and go a little over the top and when to pull back for like the heartfelt moments where I don't think the sequel quite pull off. They have like over the top moments, but they, they don't pull back the right way or in a way that's as meaningful as it was done in the first one. I just think this movie is so, so fun. Awesome. Great action. Great comedy. A lot of heart to it. And uh, Sam Jackson has a lisp. And it was well done. It was silly. I enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, his best villain turn since the octopus. So yikes. It was a joke. But... <laughs> uh yeah. Uh I I I enjoyed the Kingsman. I I have a soft spot for every Kingsman movie. Even I admit Golden Circle is bad, but like I don't hate it because I just like that world. That is just a world I enjoy coming back to. I think it's a cool environment. Um, and yeah, this one is like, I, I think I just like these types of comic book movies. Like Men in Black is like one of my favorite comic book movies of all time. Uh, and I just, I like the secret underground organization buddy cop movie, right? Where it's like, it's a little bit gadgety Mission Impossible James Bondy. It's a little bit, you know, crazy Guy Ritchie style action. Just, it's a little bit of everything I like about action movies. So I, I find this one super fun. Um, yeah, Samuel Jackson is great. Yeah. Uh, Jack. Yeah, this is one that uh, when I when it first came out, I was not allowed to see it. And then the first thing I ever saw about it was the church scene. And I'm like, oh, I want to see this movie. And then I never did until I moved out last year, which didn't last, but whatever. Uh, and it, it's a fantastic movie. Uh, uh, you know, Sam Jackson's a lot of fun in it. Uh, Colin uh, Colin Firth is just so good. Uh, that, like I, I mentioned earlier, the church scene is legitimately just fantastic. Uh, one of my favorite like action scenes in the last decade uh uh and it, it's just a whole lot of fun so yeah great great pick mm, uh matt 
yeah, yeah, great pick. Uh, I, I just see my movies getting crossed off my list one by one here. <laughs> but yeah, fun is the perfect way to describe this film. It's got some really fun uh, action sequences. Of course, the church scene. I love uh, towards the end with all the heads going to the music is one of my favorite bits <laughs> in the film. It's just got, it's just got a lot of silly. It doesn't take itself too serious. So I, I really enjoy this film. Great pick. Brian? Yeah, this is one that when it came out, I didn't. I had never even heard of the graphic novel or anything. I didn't know anything about it. Um, but of course, Matthew Vaughn coming off of Kick-Ass, which I, I love Kick-Ass. I, I still think it's probably my preferred of his, his graphic novel adaptations. But I had a lot of hope for it based on that alone. And I saw it and, and I had a ton of fun with this one. Now that there was a, I, I still enjoy parts of the second movie, but there's definitely a big drop off from one to two. And then King's Man, I thought was really disappointing especially considering the cast and everything they had in it but this first one still holds up even when watch it years later it's it's just a ton of fun okay uh well now we get to my first pick and i'm going with a little film from the 1980s robert de niro charles groden midnight run the duke uh i love midnight run uh this is become just one of my favorite movies in general i think this one is just so much fun and i i love when you have like various teams of people all double crossing each other trying to get a hold of one thing in this case the duke himself but even then he's trying to double cross uh and i, I just think this movie is super fun i love the dynamic between De Niro and Groden, they they are clearly having a blast. I love Charles Groden in this movie so much because he is like the perfect balance. I've said this before, but I stand by it. He is the perfect balance of being just annoying enough. He is just annoying enough because if he was any more annoying, the movie would be unsufferable. He hits the perfect amount. Uh, he and De Niro, just so much fun. Uh, and I, I love all the other bounty hunters and gangsters that come in. And the Jafet Kodo as Agent Mosley is so good in this movie because he's playing it straight. Like, I think that's what makes the movie work. It's like most of the people in this movie are not playing it like it's comedy. They're playing it like it's an action movie. And I think that's what works. Uh, Tim, you like Ben Night Run, right? Yeah, uh, this was the movie of the month. Uh, oh, yeah, it um, and then also I watched it before that because Cody recommended it to me and I really enjoyed it for a second. When you were talking about um, Charles Gordon being just annoying enough, but it works. I thought you were talking about Adelaide Spence in the Kingsman, but then I realized that no, <laughs> you were talking about Charles Gordon in midnight run. Anyway, love you Spence. Uh, yeah, this movie's really fun. Um, I don't love it as much as I think, the other people in the community that turned like onto it so quick. Cause it literally was like, I saw Boatman log it. I saw Paul log it. Then I saw Cody log it. Then I saw Coho log it. And it just like trickled down to people being like, Hey, you got to watch this. And then we did it for the movie of the month. And a lot of people watched it and everybody seemed to really, really love it. I, I like it a lot. I think De Niro's great. I had never heard of it before until I watched it. Like, it's weird that I'm still finding movies from like some of my favorite actors and I've just never fucking heard of them before. Like uh, that's pretty cool. But yeah, like it, it's, as I said, a lot of fun. Uh, enjoy it quite a bit. 
It's definitely one of those movies that kind of had what I like to call the letterboxed explosion, where like there's like a few, like four or five people in this community that logged it, and then just everyone logged it. Yeah. Uh, name of the show. I said it twice. Uh, Jack. Tuesdays, eight seven Central. Uh, I have not seen this movie. I wasn't on logged it that month, so I didn't. Uh watch it uh but it, it's one that i want to see especially it's got de niro in it want to see more of him so yeah i'll watch it eventually fair uh matt uh yeah i pretty much uh, agree it's a great fantastic film i knew it was going to be brought up on this uh, list i didn't even write it down but yeah charles Grodin is fantastic and i, I love the like behind the scenes story about here and how robert de niro had to fight to get him the part because the studio wanted to go with a bigger star but I'm glad that he kind of stuck his guns on that one. It definitely pays off. Absolutely. Brian? Yeah, it's been a while since I watched this one, but I, I did enjoy this. I think like Tim, I think not as much as a lot of other people seem to, but I, I do think it's a lot of fun. Um, I can I totally see Charles Grodin as being somebody who you would love. He just seems like the kind of actor who you'd really get behind his, his kind of characters. Um, and as far as De Niro, I mean, it was nice to see him in this because at, at the time it came out, he hadn't really done any comedies aside from like a brief role in Brazil. This is before he became a parody of himself, you know, later on with the Bockers movies and the analyze this and that and all that kind of stuff. So even though he was playing it mostly straight, it was nice to see him in a comedy. Okay. So now uh, we go to Matt. Uh, let's see which one do I want to go with here. Um, let's go with the last action hero. Now, this is uh, one that's uh, I think really does a good job of blending the uh, action as well as the comedy because it's really kind of takes a meta look at all the action films and the action stars in Hollywood in general. There's a lot of real good jokes at that. Schwarzenegger is kind of winking at his whole career while he's making this movie and has a real good time with it. Uh, one of my favorite gags in it is uh, the, the, the kid kind of knows that F. Murray Abraham is going to be a bad guy because he killed Amadeus. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty much a kid getting sucked into an action film and kind of interacting with an action film and then bring it into the real world. It's really, really creative. Uh, Shane Black's script. So you know that there's a lot of uh, stuff going on with it. And it's kind of a really, really kind of something different. I know it didn't really do well when it first... Uh, came out but i think people have kind of come around to it a little bit since then and kind of recognized some of the genius stuff that it had in it that was kind of maybe a little bit uh, too soon when it came out uh yeah i've actually never seen last action hero uh i've been meaning to i've i feel like it would actually be very up my alley i've just never seen it for whatever reason uh tim Sorry, I was muted. Um, I've also never seen it. Uh, this has been on my watch list for a very, very long time because I've been told by many people that I would love it. So I will watch it eventually. Um, Got to get through the list one by one. So, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, Jack? Uh, this is one that I haven't seen. Uh, I'll probably watch it eventually, uh, but just haven't seen it yet. I will say my favorite little detail about this movie uh, is that Charles Dance, uh, Alan Rickman turned down the role and Charles Dance uh, wore a t-shirt on set that said, I'm cheaper than Alan Rickman. <laughs> Brian, I don't think we've gone to you yet. I'm sorry. I thought we'd already gone to you. 
Oh, no, we have not. Uh, well, I mean, this is written by Shane Black and directed by John McTiernan, which if you keep track of me playing trivia at all, those are two strengths I use all the time. So this is right up my alley. Um, Matt's right. This is a movie that at the time was kind of a flop. I think at the time, people, there's a lot of backlash over it because this is like Schwarzenegger at the height of his popularity and, and he got, you know, huge paychecks and the movie was one of the most expensive ever made. They promoted it by putting it on the side of like one of the rocks, the space shuttle that went up and all kinds of, it was just so everywhere and marketing and everything that there was like this backlash and people didn't like it. And I think they also, it was a little, the concept was a little weird for people. It's basically mm-hmm. the blockbuster version of Purple Rise of Lords of Cairo. <laughs> so i mean it's 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 a kind of a weird concept but if you watch it knowing that it's not a straight action movie knowing what you're getting into it is an action comedy it is again it is an action movie but it's definitely spoofing and parodying itself and and the films of all the people involved in it um it's just a ton of fun it's actually kind of insightful it's got a great cast of even just people in tiny cameos from robert patrick as the t1000 to sharon stone from basic instinct to uh it's got animate there's an animated uh, cop in the middle of this whole thing and nobody thinks anything of it um, but it's it's just a fun movie that if you haven't checked it out and especially if you like Shane Black I would check it out for sure that's fair okay well Brian we're gonna stick with you uh, what's your first pick um, well you know me when I'm on the show I don't tend to go for the biggest like you know the best action comedies of all time I tend to try and you know introduce people to new movies um, I think a couple people here have seen this one I'm gonna go with one I was gonna use on a different show that got canceled for uh, not theatrically released, at least not in the U.S., and that is uh, Daniel Radcliffe's Guns Akimbo. Uh, this is a movie that came out in 2019, I believe it is. Um, essentially, uh, Daniel Radcliffe plays this guy. He's a programmer at like some mobile game company, and he's basically considered himself a professional troll. He's constantly trolling people online. Um, there's this show that's on like the internet. Uh, basically, they they these people are forced to you know, try and kill each other. It's just battle to the death kind of thing. And uh, just, uh, and people watch it and they bet on it and all these kind of things. And he's trolling all the people talking about what a horrible show it is and how I don't even involved it and it's horrible. And next thing you know is he wakes up in the morning or he gets knocked out and he wakes up and these people have come to him. They've bolted guns to each of his hands and they're basically forcing him to play this game. And so he's trying to, you know, he's trying to basically survive um, as well as trying, you know, to get out of this whole thing. It's got Samara Weaving. Mm-hmm. It plays uh, the other one of the other people in the game that he's basically supposed to be fighting against. She is great in this movie. Um, it's just one of those movies. I, I, I the closest thing I can compare it to, honestly, is Crank. Um, <laughs> it's not quite as chaotic and frenetic, but it's, it's close to it. And it's kind of that same kind of thing where he's kind of racing against time and trying to survive at the same time. But Daniel Radcliffe is an actor who I think that since the Harry Potter days has just made some of the greatest decisions in how to make his career go. He's done, you know, prestigious, like, you know, dramas, and he's done fun stuff like this. And he's basically kind of distancing himself so he's not just known as the Harry Potter guy. And if you have not seen this one, this movie is just a ton of fun, and it's also, like, ultra-violent, and I I recommend checking it out. That's fair. Uh, I have not seen this. I'm interested in it. I don't know if I will love it. But I like seeing Daniel Radcliffe post Harry Potter because it just it seems like he's just doing whatever he wants, basically. And yes. I respect that. Tim. 
Yeah, we're literally doing this show because Daniel Radcliffe is in an action comedy coming out this weekend, The Lost City. So uh, <laughs> that's part of the reason why we're doing this today. Uh, I haven't seen this, but I know that this is where that meme comes from, where he's holding the guns in the in the street, I believe, like mm-hmm. a crazy person. Uh, so that's fun. No, I want to watch it. I've wanted to watch this since uh, I heard of it. Um, a buddy of mine has seen it and has told me repeatedly, like, dude, you would love this movie. So it's it's on the to-do list for sure. Uh, Jack? Uh, I have seen this one, and it is just so much fun. It, Daniel Radcliffe is kind of insane uh in it and it, it's just a lot of fun to watch samara weaving is in it so that it gets bonus points for that because she's fantastic in ready or not so she gets a pass for a lot of things now for me uh and this is one of them and she's just great in it uh great action i laughed uh more than i thought i would and uh my goodness it's definitely one of the weirdest movies i've seen but it's so much fun it, it, it's just balls to the walls just action it's just so weird and fun and i i'm running out of things to say <laughs> watch this movie boatman please it's 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 good that's fair uh matt yeah yeah i agree with everything that uh, jack and brian said this is a <clears> great <throat> film I, I can't believe i didn't even remember this one when it came to making up this list but it's a uh, perfect film for it and stand daniel radcliffe really has a lot of fun with the role. I mean, it's a great concept. They do a lot of fun stuff with it. I mean, just trying to put on pants when you have your hands yeah. bolted to guns <laughs> is a hilarious scene in itself. But yeah, yeah, really great pick. Okay. Uh, well, that's everyone for Guns Akimbo. So I believe we are back to me. And I'm going to go with or no, we're back to Jack. I'm sorry. Jack, you go ahead. Oh, dang it. I was hoping uh, you'd go to that. <laughs> I wanted to know what you were going to say. Okay. Well, I'm stuck between four movies. Oh, but geez. I'm going to go with this one. We've talked about uh, him already uh, tonight. Uh, but this is one that Shane Black actually directed. And it's the nice guys. This movie is just so much fun. Uh, Russell Crowe is kind of perfect as uh, as the straight man in this is in this in this one. Uh, you don't think of him as a comedic actor, but my goodness, do uh, do I want him to make more uh, more and more comedies? Because he's just so so much fun in this film. Ryan Gosling as well is so good. Uh, my favorite performance from 2016 from Ryan Gosling personally. Uh, but you know, yeah, uh, I, I might get killed for that in, uh, in a couple weeks when I when I visit uh, North Dakota. But that we'll we'll, we'll we'll burn that bridge when we cross it. I guess. Uh, no, this movie's a lot of fun. It's got so many great uh, great lines, great moments. Uh, uh when they're at the when they're at the party uh and russell crowe's like you were in the pool he's like i was questioning the mermaids what did you what were you doing while i was working just fantastic line ryan gosling's so good in this uh keith david's in it so it gets bonus points for that as well uh so yeah great movie i uh it's it's just a lot of fun so yeah great 
great film. I rewatched this recently, and oh man, is the nice guys just so much fun. What Ryan Gosling is able to do with nothing but a gun, his pants, and a bathroom door. Yeah. One of the funniest scenes in a movie, period. Like, it's hilarious. And it basically just, it's nothing. But he's able to just get so much laughs out of not being able to keep a bathroom door open. It's amazing. Ryan Gosling, honestly, like, sometimes I feel like he was just born in the wrong decade. I just feel like he is so comfortable in the 70s. He feels, he honestly kind of feels, this is a weird comparison, but he kind of almost feels like just a better looking Elliot Gould. Like, I I feel like he kind of, like, has, like, a similar similar attitude. Not I'm not trying to, like, face shape, but I'm just trying to, like, how he acts. Ryan Gosling just has a very, like, Elliot, early, like, 70s Elliot Gould style of acting in this. Like, if you've seen The Long Goodbye, this character feels, like, weirdly similar to Gould's performance in The Long Goodbye, at least in my opinion. I, I just think Gosling is, like, so good in this and so funny, and he works off of Russell Crowe so well. Uh, Tim, I don't think you're I, back I, yet. No, I am here. I'm just, full disclosure, like I said earlier, I'm injured and I'm in a lot of pain when I'm sitting. So I'm laying and you don't want to see that. So, uh, no, this movie's awesome. Uh, it's, it's, it's really good. I remember seeing it when it came out and being super bummed. And my dog is freaking out now too. I just remember being super bummed that it didn't do well at the box office and that it couldn't have been better. I got to go guys. Hang on. Hey, uh, Matt, uh, yeah, I mean, I believe uh, Russell Crowe and uh, Ryan Gosling are fantastic in this, and their chemistry is so great. I mean, I had some issues with the plot later on in the film, but I, I just really wish that we could have had more films with these two characters, or even crossing them over with characters from another Shane Black film, I think would have been amazing. But yeah, so this, this is a good pick. <laughs> That's fair. Brian? I mean, it's Shane Black. Um, this this is a phenomenal film, and and like everybody else, I just wish it had done better because I could see them doing like a whole series of films of these guys, you know, investigating crimes and murders and things like that. Um, yes, the plot gets convoluted and strange, but it does that in every single Shane Black movie. His movies aren't about the plots; his movies are about the characters and about the interaction and the dialogue. And every single moment is gold. Uh, Ryan Gosling, I mean, both of them, but especially Ryan Gosling, is so underrated as a comedic actor. Um, Boatman already talked about the scene in the bathroom stall is great. And then when he's doing basically uh, Abbott and Costello impression when he finds the dead body, uh, that dead body played by Robert Downey Jr. By the way, um, but uh, it's just it's it's just so much fun. And it's one of those unexpected surprises that I, I wish had done better at the box office. That's oh, fair. One thing I want to say quick. Uh, when, I remember as soon as you mentioned the dead body. When they throw that body over the fence, I don't know if I laugh harder. I don't know if 15-year-old Jack has ever laughed that hard. But that was that was fantastic. Great scene. That is fair. Okay. Uh in, don't get a dog. Um <laughs> he's he's a crazy person, guys. Let me tell you. Uh Jim, do you have your pick. I do have my pick. Um, I'm going to be like Brian and like, I could have like, I was thinking about like, 
Marvel movies like Thor Ragnarok or Guardians of the Galaxy, but I'm like, that's that's lame. Like, that's just what I would do normally. Like, let's think about something that I maybe normally wouldn't pick. And so I think this is not quite as good as Brian because Brian actually picks things that not a lot of people have seen and informs them. I think a lot of people have seen this movie. Um, it's just not something I would normally make my first pick. And that's Zombieland, the 2009 uh, movie. I actually love both of them. I think Double Tap is also really good. Um, but the first Zombieland is so, so good. I remember when this came out and um, I was like just in, like I, mean, I was maybe like a freshman in high school when this came out. And me and my friends thought this was like the greatest fucking thing that had ever been made. Um, and... I just remember like this is what like made me realize that like Woody Harrelson was a person and have just like loved him ever since. Um Jesse Eisenberg, I think this is the perfect type of role for him. Um it, and and it's such a different role from something like The Social Network, but also has some of the same Jesse Eisenberg isms that he does in other movies. Um Emma Stone's fucking great as well. And Abigail Breslin, right? That's her name, Abigail Breslin. Yeah, uh, is also just awesome in the movie. Um, and I think the action is just really well done. And I think Ruben Ruben Fleischer is such like a hit or miss director. But I think at the end of the day, the reason I like <laughs> movies more than I don't is just because he does action in a way that I don't think a lot of other directors do. And that they're just all fun. Cause he did uncharted, right? Like I'm not crazy. Yeah, he did. Like I thought uncharted was actually pretty fun. I like both zombie land movies. The first venom is bad, but like the action is, is pretty good. So like, I I'm a fan of his and I think this is probably his best movie. But like I said, I like the second one too, but um, this one, just the, the jokes and everything and the, the camaraderie between the four characters um, is, is really great. And the whole end sequence at the like amusement park is really fun and really awesome. So yeah, big fan. That is fair. Uh, I, I do really like this movie because I like the dynamic between uh, Columbus and Tallahassee uh, that I, I just think they're so the joke's been made before. It's me and Cody Newberry. Like, yeah, it is. Uh, I, I, but I think Jesse, I think Jesse Eisenberg and Woody Harrelson are just two actors who I think are just fun together. Like, I don't love the Now You See Me movies, but I think them working off each other is like the most fun part of those movies. Because uh, I, I think they, they are in those movies together. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think I, I do like this movie. I love, I, I find, I really love any time movies just have a set of rules. Like I love, that's my favorite thing in the screen movies. Love the scene in fight club. I love, and I love the rules in this. I don't know why. Just, I think it's because I really love the show. Ned's declassified school survival guide as a kid. Holy <laughs> I, shit cookie. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Tim and I will definitely be talking about that show after the call. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, I, yeah, I love Zombieland. This, this movie's a lot of fun. Uh, Jack? Yeah, uh, I've seen this once, and I, I didn't love it when I, when I saw it. But as it, like, as uh, it went on, it just didn't really 
leave my head for whatever reason uh and i've just gotten uh like i i feel better about it uh after a little little bit of time after watching it but no it was uh it was a lot of fun i thought woody harrelson was just so good i i love him in everything he's in uh yeah no jesse eisenberg this is probably my favorite or second favorite jesse eisenberg performance and it's got a cameo that is just one of the best one of the best cameos in movies that's fair uh yeah no absolutely uh matt yeah i was just gonna mention the cameo if you didn't get to it yeah that, that's definitely a really great there in the middle it might go a little bit too long but it's still fantastic and of course like everyone said the chemistry between uh, jesse eisenberg and uh, woody harrelson really makes this movie and at the end there when they are in the uh, amusement park thing there are there are some really good action sequences there so i think yeah, that this is a fitting entry yeah hey, brian this is one that again kind of came out of nowhere at the time um and i loved it from the first time i saw it even from the opening credits i mean you kind of it tells you what kind of movie you're in for i love the whole the slow-mo you know zombie takeover and, all, and everything there is hilarious yet it, it's, it's one of those movies that works as a horror movie it also works as a comedy and um the rules obviously not only just in the fact they are the rules but the way that they're visually represented and they come up i think those are very well done um you know this is uh emma stone right when she was you know this is one of the films that helped her break out become a star um but the whole cast top to bottom was great uh the cameo which i'll spoil because i don't care it's what 13 years old uh bill yeah. murray uh, even with ghostbusters afterlife this is still the best thing bill murray has done uh yeah. since i don't know the 90s uh because <laughs> you know he's kind of doesn't do that much in the way of straight comedies anymore, and i really, really loved him in this one um yeah i don't like any of his dramatic stuff so don't even talk about that <laughs> um but yeah this is a fun movie top to bottom i love it on the rock was funny <laughs> awesome translation uh the 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 bill murray <laughs> Fucky, i know you love zombie land get it together the, the the bill murray cameo at the end of double tap is actually i i think is also when he's doing the garfield interview is also very very good i i do love that uh yeah now uh we go to me uh my second pick i'm gonna go with uh, a movie from the late 70s. Uh, I'm going with Peter Falk and Alan Arkin in the original The In-Laws. Uh, this is a movie, uh, another kind of buddy uh, movie. Uh, Peter Falk plays this uh, a government agent who has stolen the engraving plates from the U.S. Mint. Now, he claims that it is to stop a big... Basically, that it's a national treasure move to stop a bigger villain from being able to steal it. Anyway, his son is getting married to Alan Rickman... Or Alan Arkin's daughter. And, uh, <clears throat> and Alan Arkin, who's just a smile-mannered guy, and... Alan Arkin gets caught up in Peter Falk's whole thing of the government's after them, and now they're both on the lam, and things get very crazy, and Peter Falk and Alan Arkin are so much fun in this. Uh, Peter Falk is, like, the perfect, like, 
just it's weird that he's like the the goofy one to Alan Arkin's straight man, but the fact that he just like nonchalantly like dismisses every crazy fear Alan Arkin has is like so funny because like Alan Arkin will be like freaking out something out. Peter Falk will just be like, "Yeah, it's fine, it's fine, relax." <laughs> like they're getting shot at, and Peter Falk's just okay. Look, it'll it'll be fine. <laughs> I just think they work off each other so well. Uh, yeah, this is a movie not a whole lot of people have seen. I really like it. It is it is a very funny film. Uh, Tim, you seen The In-Laws? I haven't, but I like the pitch, so I'm in. I'll add That's it to the right. list. Jack? Uh, I haven't seen it. Uh, I haven't seen anything uh, where Alan Arkin doesn't look like a grandpa, so th- it'll be a little, a little strange, but... Uh, yeah, I want to see it. That's fair. Uh, and I will just say, there is a remake starring someone whom I love. The original is better. Um, is it an Al- Albert Brooks film? Albert Brooks is Albert the Brooks. Alan Arkin role yeah. in the remake. Uh, Matt? Serpentine! <laughs> uh, yeah, this is uh, great. Uh, I went and saw the remake with my grandpa in the theaters, and he took me home and made me watch this. He's like that that was garbage <laughs> and th- this is definitely uh much better it's really good and the chemistry between the two of them and like you said kind of the flipping of the uh roles that you would expect that they'd be playing is a uh, really really fun and interesting yeah mm-hmm. uh brian i have not i had no clue this had like action in it i thought it was just like a straight like family comedy <clears throat> like a you know kids are getting married and the in-laws conflict or whatever but uh now i'm kind of curious to watch it <clears throat> Uh, yeah, uh, for the record, Albert Brooks makes fun of the in-laws in looking for comedy in the Muslim world, so even he knows his remake of the in-laws is not that good. Uh, so yeah, now we're over to Matt. Oh, I'm trying to find something. It's kind of hard to do this list because you want to make sure you have that perfect balance of action and comedy. A lot of them kind of tip too much to one way. So I'm going to go with something that might be a little bit uh, recency biased, but I'm going to say uh, The Suicide Squad from uh, 2021. Now, this is one that uh, James Gunn is just amazing at putting a, a bunch of oddball characters together and just letting them do their things. And this one, you just have so many crazy characters, and they're all hilarious interacting with each other. But it also has some really uh, great action set pieces. I mean, there's one scene with uh, Idris Elba and John Cena massacring an entire village, and it's hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, this this is and then just pretty much uh, the polka dot man, all the different characters, Shark King. It's just pretty much from the get go. It's nonstop laughs, along with the uh, violent, violent, violent violence. <laughs> so it's pretty much kind of what James Gunn did with the Guardians of the Galaxy, but they unleashed him with the R rating. And pretty much just let him do whatever he wanted, and it's just a blast. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's no secret I really loved the Suicide Squad to the point where I got made fun of for my Letterboxd review uh, by Cody. Uh, it was by more than Cody. There, uh, <laughs> I I like this movie. Okay, uh, I I. I said there were elements of the original Suicide Squad I did not hate. That like I I liked Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn and I liked her in Birds of Prey, and I was like 
I basically, I was like, I wanted my James Gunn interpretation of this, and that's what I got, and I loved it, right? I also love how much this movie does feel like like a 70s movie in some aspects, like clearly, well, 60s, but like clearly inspired by The Dirty Dozen and some other kind of 70s more war action movies while still keeping like the very funny feel. Uh, I, I dig this one so much. Um, love Polka Dot Man. He's a lot of fun. I, I really like this one. Uh, Jack. Or, or Tim, sorry. Tim, I skipped over you. Oh, my dog lost a tooth. Um, so, yeah, I like this movie a lot. It, it's, I think it is my favorite Worlds of DC movie, but I, I have to be honest, it's gone down on rewatch. Um, in just overall enjoyment. I think when it came out, the hype was just like so big and there were so many surprises in the movie and there was like, it was so refreshing to see a good version of this. Cause I mean, the movie opens up with like an insane action sequence. And from there on out, it's, it's really nonstop, but there are parts of the movie that just like after rewatching it, don't, work as well for me i think the whole like um the whole subplot with harley quinn i don't think really works that well um and the whole thing with the like um i can't think of the name of the actor is it alice braga i think is the yeah i her whole thing like i get why it's there but it just feels like it's bloating an already long movie that could have been 20 minutes shorter. But all, again, all that being said, I still think it's a great movie. Um, a lot of people hated John Cena. I actually liked him a lot in the movie. I've only seen the first couple episodes of Maker, but I hear that that's very good as well. So I'm, I'm interested to keep watching that. Um, and yeah, I agree. David Desmalchin as Polka Dot Man uh, and Stallone as King Shark are probably my favorite characters, but I, I will also say this. I agree with Boatman. There are things about the, the 2016 suicide squad that I actually do like. Um, and I'm going to be honest. I, I always find like actors that everybody else hates. I, for some reason, like, so for example, I've always been a um, fan of now. I can't remember his name, Sam Worthington or like a, um, a Jai Courtney. Uh, not so much Jai Courtney. Um, really, everybody shits on Billy Crudup. I love Billy Crudup. Um, and another one is honestly Joel Kinnaman. Like, I really like Joel Kinnaman. I thought he was great on House of Cards. I didn't hate RoboCop. I like, like RoboCop. I think he's a good actor. And I liked him in 2016 Suicide Squad. And so all of a sudden, this one came out. They gave him a, a much bigger role. And a lot of the heart towards the end of the movie comes from him. And I think he pulls it off great. He's one of my favorite parts of the movie. So I'm glad to see that he got a moment, a, a big moment to shine. In I think movie. he's a good actor who gets a lot of bad roles. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Jack so anyway, I like the movie, but um, it has gone down a little bit since it came out. That's fair. Jack? Yeah, I really like this movie. It's what 2016 Suicide Squad should have been. And that's good. Uh, no, uh, like... Like you, uh, you were saying earlier, uh, I can't remember his name now. Joel, Kinnaman. Joel Kinnaman, yeah. that guy. Yeah, Joel Kinnaman. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he's great in this. I really liked John Cena in it. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't totally get the hate from, and I'm excited to see Peacemaker. So, uh, yeah, it's a very, uh, very well 
uh, very, very great movie. It was actually on my short list for this topic, so I'm, I'm glad it got chosen. But uh, no, this. Uh, what was the one thing I was going to say? Ah, I can't remember. Whatever. It's a fantastic movie. Matt? I really liked it. He brought it up. Oh, you brought it up. <laughs> no. And Brian, have you talked about it? No, you haven't. No, I haven't. Uh, I, I love this movie. Uh, James Gunn for me is a lot, like I said, with the Shane Black, where, you know, the plots of his movies can get a little convoluted and stuff. And like this, even the plot with this one, the whole star and everything. I don't care so much about the plot. James Gunn movies are about the characters he creates and the interaction between them and the dialogue and all the funny moments. Um, and I just love everything about it. Cause I mean, you have the, like you said, the big broad opening scenes where you have, you know, the, the detachable kid played by Nathan Fillion and you have uh, black guard with, uh, um, Pete Davidson and and of course they just kill them all off immediately. Big big moments like that, just small moments like you know the moment where they're like, did anybody stop to check if Weasel could swim? You know, and yeah. Just, like, turns and looks at him, and it's just little <laughs> things like that. Uh, just so much fun. Um, the Peacemaker. I didn't know people had hate for for. Uh, I've heard Peter. a lot of uh, in the in this movie. Yeah. I've been like a lot of people told me when it came out that they hated him. See, because John Cena, in when he tries to do like serious roles, I do not like him at all. Whether it be F Nine or any of his other movies, when when he, when he tries to do comedy, he's got to be very good at it. Whether it be small roles and things like Trainwreck or things like that, and then especially here in Peacemaker, I thought he was great in this, especially the way he played off against Idris Elba. And this, if if nothing else, this movie gave us Peacemaker, which if you have not watched this or have not finished it. That is maybe the funniest show I have watched in 20 years. Have I, you seen I, the whole thing, Brian? I have. I, I I watched through every episode as soon as it aired. I watched it like two o'clock in the morning when I got home from work. And nice. And I love this series. And if you have not watched it, go check it out now. It's great. Yeah, I watched the first three because they dropped like the first three all at once. Mm -hmm. And I ended up watching all three of them in a row. And just for some reason, one thing or another, I never went back. But maybe I'll maybe I'll start. You're laid up right now. Just sit down tonight and watch. That's it. what I was about to say. I might <laughs> I might turn it on after the show. So yeah. I remember the moment I was going to bring up uh, the uh, when when Milton dies and uh, Polka Dot Man says Milton's dead. Idris, uh, uh, Idris Elba's character, Milton was still with us. <laughs> Who's Milton? Who Milton. <laughs> oh, such a great point. I do love that though. Oh, it, it takes away from like the oh. They're just expendable <laughs> characters. Like, oh, yeah. no, like, are characters expendable to Waller? Yes, but they're not expendable, like, in the terms of this universe. They leave actual deaths, and I think that's really fascinating. I, uh, I literally almost, like, I remember sitting in the theater, and when King Shark falls out of the, so spoilers, I guess. When King Shark falls out of the building and like hits the ground, I straight up thought he was dead and was ready to like get up and walk out. I was like, <laughs> you can't fucking kill King Shark. And then they all like shoot him and me and Maggie are just sitting there like, oh my God. And then he gets up. I was almost in tears when they were shooting King Shark because yeah. I didn't, I didn't want him to die. Yeah. Bowman's absolutely right. They did that. That's probably the strongest part of the movie. Is and like Brian said, James Gunn makes you care about the characters, it, it and it works really well. Mm -hmm. That's fair, Brian. I already talked about it. No, I no. you're you're oh, pit. Pit. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go back to oh, why not go to my prime in the 90s? Um, as much as I'd like to talk about Last Boy Scout, we got enough Shane Black on here, <laughs> so I'm gonna go with uh 1991, another 
action comedy, which is The Hard Way. Uh, this is a movie starring Michael J. Fox and James Woods. Uh, Michael J. Fox basically plays this actor who wants, he's this comedic actor, but he wants to be taken seriously. He wants to get this role. He's trying to get in this, you know, police drama with this, you know, pretty detective. And so he basically gets arranges to basically follow around right along with this, this detective played by James Woods, who's, you know, he's super stressed out and he's hardcore and he beats, you know, crap out of criminals and everything. And of course, it's just the characters completely collide and it's just wacky comedy ensues. Um, but it's just that the two of them just play so well against each other. It's just Michael J. Fox in prime Michael J. Fox mode, James Woods playing the stereotypical what you picture James Woods being. Um, and then you have, um, excuse me, Stephen Lang, who most people know from Avatar or uh, Don't Breathe. He's kind of the main villain of this movie and he's just chewing up every scene he's in. Uh, and so this one was just a hell of a lot of fun. And I would also like to uh, quote from a review by Mr. Payson Johnson, um, who had to watch this because of a, a title match. I picked his deep cut movie. He says, I know we give Brian Michaels a lot of crap for his movie tastes, as we rightfully should, but this one is a lot of fun. So just saying, check it out. That is fair. I haven't seen this one, but I heard about this before. Like I even entered the community and I've always been kind of interested in it because I've just, I've always kind of been interested in anything Michael J. Fox does. <laughs> Because, like, I, I just think it's, like, a, he's a very interesting actor. In that yeah, and this, and this is different than most of his other stuff. Because, I mean, he does, like, his, like, family comedies or, the or you know, ones that can be enjoyed by everyone in the family. And then he does, like, his, some serious roles. But this is, like, it's an R-rated comedy. It's not, like, over the top, like, Deadpool mm -hmm. or anything. But it's, like, definitely, like, an R-rated comedy. It doesn't pull any punches. And it's just, it's, it's very 90s. I will say that. But it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Tim? Trying to unmute. Uh, I have not seen it. I had never even heard of it, but sounds interesting. I'm into it. Jack? Uh, I hadn't even heard of it either. Uh, I do enjoy James Woods when he's animated, uh, Hades and James Woods. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but no, I, I haven't seen anything uh, anything else from him. So, I, 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 so I'll probably check it out. Matt? Yeah, I, I mean, I saw this back in the 90s on VHS is probably the last time I saw it. It's a really good one. It's kind of just like disappeared off the face of the earth. I actually just found it in a DVD in a thrift store last year. I didn't have a chance to rewatch it yet, but I'm really looking forward to that. It's really good. Really good one. Okay. Well, I believe that closes us <clears throat> out for the main meat and potatoes of the show. Uh, to recap, our movies were Hot Fuzz. Kingsman, The Secret Service, Midnight Run, Last Action Hero, Guns Akimbo, The Nice Guy, Zombie Land, The In-Laws, The Suicide Squad, and The Hard Way. Uh, but before we go, Brian, you've talked about nobody on this show, right? I have. I think I gave it. Jack has. Tim, Tim has not and Matt has not. So go ahead, Tim. Yeah, uh, I was... <laughs> I was very surprised this was picked uh, and not because like, I don't, I don't know. It was just weird. Like, I think we put it on the list cause Boatman hadn't seen it and he was interested in seeing it. Um, and I think it's definitely a movie worth watching. Um, it just didn't really live up to the expectations for me. Um, I saw it in the theater at, right when it came out and then I bought it on Blu-ray over the summer and then rewatched it. A couple months after i bought it because that's how i am uh and i i like it but i was expecting john wick with bob odenkirk 
And that's not fair because that's not what the movie is, but that's what they advertised it as. So that's kind of what I went in expecting. And I think the action is really well done. I like the story. I like the concept of uh, Bob Odenkirk being this guy who absolutely just looks like a normal dude, but then can come out of nowhere and just fuck up these guys, uh, their lives. And I like that he's not super uh, precise like John Wick. Um, or like Atomic Blonde or like any of those ones. It feels dirtier. It feels uh, like he hasn't been doing this for a while. Whereas like John Wick comes out of retirement and is fucking hitting dome shots every five seconds. Uh, this guy comes out of retirement and he's struggling to get through it. And I like that aspect of it. Um, and Bob Odenkirk is great. He's good in fucking everything. I love Bob Odenkirk. He's he's one of my favorite actors working today. If you're If you're not watching Better Call Saul... Like what? Are you, what are you doing? It's so good. It's it. Brian was talking about Peacemaker. Better Call Saul is the best thing on TV right now, in my opinion. Um, I think it's fucking awesome. I think it's better than Breaking Bad. Like sue me. I think it's that good. Um, but the movie itself, overall, I think is a nice ninety-minute action movie. But it's nothing super special. Um, I gave it a three-star. Um, I don't really see it going up and going down. My three stars, it's average. It's very fine. There's some good about it. There's some bad about it. That's kind of how I feel about the movie overall. Matt? Uh, yeah, I mean, this, this was definitely sold as the uh, John Wick movie with Bob Odenkirk. Of course, I knew it was going to be a little bit more than that because Bob Odenkirk is such a great actor. Like I said, Better Call Saul is just amazing. I can't wait for that to come back. Uh, but yeah, this was... Uh, Pretty much once the theaters open back up after COVID is pretty much just trailers for this and Black Widow nonstop for like six to seven months. So it almost got sick of it at the point. But when it finally came out, when saw it, had a whole lot of fun with it. Uh, it was really good uh, supporting cast in there too. Uh, Christopher Lloyd back in the movies yeah. was uh, really fun. Of course, anytime the Rizzo's in a movie, I'm 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 happy with that. <laughs> and of course, recently it's I just it just popped up my radar again the the TikTok the guy running into the hospital with the chair and just chucking it at the guy. <laughs> it's, that's probably the biggest laugh I had in the theater in a while when this, when this first came out. So yeah, but that's a really fun movie. It, it definitely uh, lives beyond the uh, John Wick knockoff that it was advertised as. What and would you give it, Matt? I think I gave it four stars. Okay. All right. Well, thank you to uh, everyone for being on next week. We've got monster movies, uh, and we'll be putting out the poll soon for a movie. Oh, Tim? I was just going to say, we have one spot open left for monster movies. We already have Ian Boatman, Kirk, and uh, Mike Hanley for that show, so we need one more spot for that one. Okay. So be sure, if you want to be on monster movies, be sure to let either myself or Timber Collin know. Uh, so uh, we will be getting out the Movies of the Month poll pretty soon. Uh, so you will be able to vote on that. So thank you to Matt. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to Jack. Thank you to Tim. I'm Caleb. And this has been Multiplex uh, Logged It. See you later. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening.